Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus cliff jumper commence countdown five four three two one Welcome to The Pull Bag. Join us as we dig out our latest comics and discuss them with a rotating panel of the GCRN crew. So sit back and enjoy this week's Pull Bag. Oh my gosh, this is so great. Hello and welcome to The Pull Bag. This is, yet again, another Back Issue Classics episode. I am your host, TFG and Mike, and joining me is Nicole Hailstorm. Hello. Hello. How are you yes. tonight? I'm pretty good. Uh, we um, took Ender out back and um, impurated him. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh Ender, God bless the guy. I love him. He gave the show six episodes, three rid, three more than meets the eye. All in total, I believe those six episodes of of the pull bag were eleven and a half hours of podcasting. Oh my goodness! <laughs> in total, in total, between six different shows, um, but he just couldn't make it this time around and. If you guys have noticed that there have been, well, there, as of this recording, there there have been three episodes of a crossover with the Underbase because we are doing Windblade as a uh, Underbase uh, pullback crossover. Um, and you and I had already done your Origins episodes, and I'm like, oh, okay, so on the Underbase one with Windblade, we, we get to talking about a certain obsession of yours. And I'm like, hey... <laughs> Why not have her on this title so she can really fangirl over all over it and probably explain half of her fan fiction that she has about this character? Okay, <laughs> I right. know that's going to take a hell of a lot longer than two hours to do. but <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was going to say, that's a whole podcast in itself. In, in itself, <laughs> yes. A whole series. I, I'm not sure how this would work with Transformers. I, I'm, I'm just kind of... Each year that I do the show, each year that I do the pull bag, like the first year, it was a complete learning curve. The second year now, I've mostly gone to trades, reviewing in trades. Um, it just depends on who the host is uh, or who the, who the co-host is. Um, but my goal is to do something bigger each year. And I think, I don't know how this would work with the Transformers because I guess it could work. I was thinking of doing character profiles of the comic versions of 
of Transformers characters, but not just Transformers, other, you know, DC characters, Marvel characters, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so if I ever do a certain purple jet, uh, I know who to call. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we are here to talk about More Than Meets the Eye, Volume 4 in trade. This is issues 12 to 16 of the More Than Meets the Eye, ongoing from IDW, written by James Roberts, uh, art by Alex Milne and Brandon Cahill. What? Did I get the name wrong? Nope, nope. Okay. Oh, there's just I was just gonna say there's several different artists on this, mostly. Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh, Guido. And, uh, and Augustine. Attilo Rojo uh, was on was part of it as well. Mm. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Th- yeah. Those are the inks. The yeah. There's a lot of different inkers on this one. Uh, Guido Guidi uh, did uh, issue 13. Mm. I'm showing. Okay. I'm just going through my issues. I have the separate issues, people. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Alex again, and Alex. So Alex is the main dude. Main, yeah. Yeah, he's the main guy. Yeah. So, what? Okay. Before we really get into this, um, since you're new to the whole Transformers comics on the pull bag, brief—if you can keep this under five minutes, that'd be great. <laughs> Brief impressions on the first 11 issues of the ongoing here. Oh, on just more than me, CI? Yes. See if I can remember it. (laughs) No, I just. Okay, all right, I'll I'll, I'll rephrase. When you first heard about this, were you more drawn to this one or were you more drawn to Robots in Disguise? In the beginning, in the beginning. Yeah, uh, there was life. <laughs> I would say I was more drawn to uh, robots in disguise just because of the characters in it, uh, because I'm a typical fangirl. So Bumblebee and Starscream were in robots in disguise, but they're they're two different monsters, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, more than Misia is the space opera where robots in disguise is your political drama. It's, I mean, they both have their drama. They both have their, their schemers and their funny moments. And, um, but after a, f- a few issues, I was more drawn towards more than ECI. Mm-hmm. Uh, just cause I'd like that. They're on an adventure. They're on a quest. It's a quest. <laughs> quest, quest, quest. You know? Oh, Lord. Go Swerve. We'll talk about him this, this episode. Oh, oh Swerve is another one of my favorites. I mean, how can you not like the guys? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. The thing is, to me, like I said, they're two separate monsters, but they go together like peanut butter and jelly. You kind of need both of them so you get the full story. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I I really liked uh, with the death of Optimus how things split off and and went. Um, I'd say I had more positive reviews with more than me said than Robots in Disguise, but I mean it's not like Robots in Disguise is crap, you know. Oh no, there's some yeah. really great things in there. I, for me, I was and. It's been so long ago, so I'm going to go ahead and repeat this story for your benefit only, but other people probably remember this. Back when Ender and I did his Origins episode in the pullback, and back when we started these reviews in trade, um, 
I told him that I don't know. It was one one late night. I I don't know. I was on Twitter and I see Ender post about, oh my God, I will never see Shockwave's origin any like that ever again. Like that that is the best Shockwave origin ever. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and he says, uh, issue. Whatever it is, issue eleven nine. I for I forget which. I think it, I think it's issue eleven. Um, I said, do I do I need to? Re-? Yeah, it was issue eleven. I said, do I need to read the other ten first? He says, yeah, you probably should. So basically, this is all his damn fault. <laughs> Way and, to go, Ender. Yeah, exactly. And then people started talking to me about robots in disguise. I am not. I, I'm not a political person. My stance on politics is everyone is corrupt, no matter who you are. <laughs> as yeah. far as po- as far as politicians go, um, uh, so when I heard that Rid was all about politics, regardless if it was Transformers politics, I was like, mm, I don't know. And then slowly, people coaxed me into it, um, but. Issue 12, the cover A is itty bitty little tailgate with a giant Decepticon missile. (laughs) Oh, tailgate. He is one weird little dude. Oh, I love the guy. He's adorable. (laughs) He's one of those little bots that you just want to put in your pocket and just carry around. Yeah. I'm going to say this right now. I'm not going to take points off of issue 12 for this, but I hate james roberts for making me do math and time (laughs) this whole thing with minus 117 seconds and plus 475 minutes oh my god (laughs) i got it i understood what they were doing they were showing us before and after because that's what the name of the title of the story is Mm -hmm. but it's like how how they did it and how he wrote that into the story i'm like Ah, this is breaking my brain. Math evil, no. Well, before you go on, um, Mm -hmm. the covers. I will say the retail incentive number 12 is the best Mm -hmm. cover ever. I'm not just talking Transformers. I'm talking ever. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys don't know, I'm a huge Beatles fan. And they (laughs) they did a... um, restyling of sergeant pepper <laughs> with oh, yeah, transformers right. and so yeah this is and i i i was able to get um a copy of this and alex Milne signed it so this is awesome. like one of my most prized possessions <laughs> <laughs> love it Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't normally... Normally we would go through covers, but mm-hmm. since the trade doesn't... The, yeah. the trade has the covers as it goes along. Mm-hmm. It, I just had to mention that. that one. Oh, yeah, that's that's because, cool. like I said, best cover ever, people. Try to prove me wrong, and I'll just say, no, you're wrong. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, I kind of like... I mean, if you're... Well, okay, what well, you think best Transformers cover ever? I'm talking about any comic book any comic from the beginning comic of comic book time this is the best cover <laughs> ever <laughs> ladies and gentlemen sound off in the comments if you agree or disagree with nicole and i'll just say you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> um so we, we start with this and i we start with this negative 99 minutes 24 seconds um 
And it's a giant fight aboard the... I believe it's aboard the Lost Light, correct? Yep. Yeah. You would be uh, correct, sir. Well, it says the uh, scout ship the Leading Light. Why would you name your scout ship Leading That is the well, weirdest... If you fast forward to issue number 31, which just came out a couple weeks ago, you understand where the names come from. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have this gigantic battle um, where all the Autobots are saying, We kill cons! We kill cons! Because um, they're psyching themselves up. Uh I do love the art in this. I love how different uh, all of this is. Um, and I do love what I love about... And I will always um, praise Comixology for their guided view technology, taking you panel by panel. On Comixology, it takes that first page uh, and breaks it up into four different sections. It's a wider shot of the front section where they're you know where they're amping everybody up and and then um you see the the back section where everybody's just like sitting around like can we get this done already please <laughs> i love it yeah yeah it's like nobody talk nobody say anything leave me and my one horn alone <laughs> uh he's so smug <laughs> And the shot is, like, even on Comixology, it isn't even a close-up shot, and I can see how smug he is. <laughs> um, he just needs a hug. I don't know if he would allow that, but okay. <laughs> um, the next page, we have um, the Mr. You know, Till All Our One leader here. Um, we have him in Ultra Magnus. I believe it's Ultra Magnus, right? Yeah. Where or is it? No, that would be skids. Uh, oh, that is uh, all these damn blue robots always <laughs> confuse the hell out of me. No, seriously, like that would be skids. Um, yeah, uh, I love how Rodimus looks in this book. <laughs> he looks so awesome. I, I do love the look of Rodimus as well. He does look good. Yeah, because um, he. He looks like how Rodimus should look, but he's not necessarily the old cartoon G1. He's he, he's his own character, which mm -hmm. is really nice. But you still retain the colors and and um, and this is where we catch up with Swerve um, because they they know what's coming because Rodimus is giving his speech and at the end of his speech. You know, till all are one, as always has to be said. Um, Rodimus uh, does love his speeches. Yes, he does. Um, uh, Tailgate hates waiting. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not sure what to make of Tailgate. Tailgate's a weird-ass character. Oh, he, like I said, you gotta understand, Tailgate is out of his element. He is a few billion years behind everyone, uh, ahead of everyone else, or behind, I guess. He's a lot older. He comes from a world where things are a lot different. And so when he woke up, he's still learning. You gotta try to put yourself in his situation. Like, just imagine being frozen just even for 30 years, how different things would be. 
and you're trying to catch up and trying to learn and trying to fit in all at once. It's kind of like that kind of a situation. Yeah. So he asks, why are you so calm? Simple, my dear, ta dear tailgate. I focus on a perfect moment in my life and relive it over and over and over. It's an old relaxation technique. Um, <laughs> that's wrongy and re-experience <laughs> therapy. <laughs> I, I just can't I, I've known Swerve to be this character that is always he's never this calm you know him saying that he is the you know he has this relaxation technique that you know he focuses on one moment in his life over and over and over again yes that's the Swerve I know because he constantly won't shut up and keeps keeps going at whoever he's talking to um, well, we also learn um, later on, I think, at uh, the end of next issue, I believe, mm -hmm. you get to learn more about Swerve. You know, he's kind of like that character where everyone likes to have a laugh with him, but he really doesn't have any true friends. And so there's a lot more to Swerve than... Meets the eye. Yeah, I was going to go here, <laughs> but let's do it. <laughs> Why not? Um... <laughs> So we've got uh, them talking about Red Alert, um, who apparently nearly died in the engine room. Mm -hmm. uh, those engine rooms are cursed. <laughs> wow. It's funny. I'd hate to be there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, robots trying to do math on their fingers. Wow. That's... <laughs> See, that, that just gives me hope. <laughs> gives you hope? How? Because if robots have to use their fingers, I should be able to without criticism. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason why he's doing math is because um, you realize that makes him director of security and duly appointed <laughs> longest job title ever. Ever, yeah. <laughs> Ultra Magnus is. They give him such a hard time in this book. Of course, he's. I mean, that's the guy. job. But yeah, yeah, very true. Um. So, we get to Chrome Dome and Rewind, and I, I don't know. I have lots of friends that are like this, but uh, I don't know. Seeing robots be the way they are in this, it just kind of creeps me out. Because they're robots, not because they're not, you know... See, that's the thing. you got to understand. These aren't just, like, you know, wind-up toys. They They actually right. have a spark. They have what they consider their soul. They have personalities. Who, who's not to say they don't have emotions for each other. Oh, no, I, I know that. And I understand that. And I'm past it. Like once Ender revealed it to me, I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. I can kind of uh, get with that but program, but it, it, it took me a while. It, it took me a while to get around to just to wrap my head around it. But it has to be something different than what humans experience because, let's, I mean, even James Roberts, was it James that said that? I think it was James that said, 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They're, they're not sexual, but they have emotion. So they must be feeling some kind of other emotion that we probably don't understand and we just just got to accept it <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um so chrome dome and rewind are having an argument um they're you know going back and forth and back and forth about promises and rewind brings up uh his promise to give up the injecting etc 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 and then enter lady wreck oh I, i'm sorry i mean more <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a conversation. You, no, she's not. <laughs> I had a conversation with her about that a little while, a few weeks ago. <laughs> um, uh, world comes in. Time to weapon up, wallflowers. Um, have we ever seen world before his impurata? Did we ever get an origin uh, for Whirl before we um, see him on the Lost Light? I don't think so. I, not. If so, I'm thinking way, way back in the day. If mm-hmm. I apologize. But no, I don't. No, think yeah, so. I mean, I don't think so either. I mean, I, th- I think it's fine that we didn't, but uh, and it, and it kind of plays off on the whole shockwave thing, and that's great. Um, I get to know, but I just psychotic. That's all you need to know. Yeah, I guess. Um. So. So they're ready to, you know, go to war and do the battle and whatever else, and we jump to. Negative 82 minutes, 30 seconds. <laughs> Senseica, I assume? That's how uh, it's said. Senseica. Something like that. I don't know. Yep, The battery. Yes. Um, and what do we have here? Oh, man. I am so not not with it tonight. Um, so we go to the battery and we have the Decepticons, um, Blot, Blip, and his brother Bleep. (laughs) It's actually, it's, uh, Whip. And then, um, uh, let's see. It's Blip, Snap, uh, uh, it's not a leader. 
No. Oh yeah, Nautilator and Blip. Um, and Nautilator apparently sounds just like Megatron. Wow. Why I'm trying to think why are these guys even here? It plays. You'll see. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I know. I'm just um once again though the art, the colors, the drawing, um the the close up um um and he's like, "What? For the love of?" And then hey, guess what? The Autobots <laughs> it's raining Autobots. <laughs> it is raining Autobots, ladies and gentlemen. Cue that disco is... music. Oh, God. <laughs> Cue disco cheers. That's, mm-hmm. that's where, where every bot knows your name. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the Autobots are on the offensive this time around, which is is interesting. Oh, don't play the uh, like the Autobots are always... The good guys, come on! <laughs> Most part, they are. Uh, that's what that's what the world wants you to think. You're also well, talking to a girl that likes the Decepticons. So. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I mean, I'm not, you know, for the most part, the Autobots are the good guys. For the most it part, it depends. It depends. You got? Are you telling me that World is a good guy? No, exactly. I'm saying. I'm exactly. saying the and. And Whirl isn't, even though, well, he does have an Autobot symbol on him. That like, doesn't mean that he's a good guy. It just means that No, I know. I was going to call him a nail. <laughs> um, I was going to call him a nail. That's why I didn't say it. Uh, it's just one of those things where my knowledge and my, what I assume are the Autobots, the actual faction of the Autobots for the most part, are good guys. That's just what the government wants you to and, think. Yeah. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please, don't bring that one big-ass mistake, America, into this. Um, so, we then go to plus 15 minutes, zero one seconds. Now, this is really where I get screwed up. <laughs> James and his damn time dilution and telling so- the story... Basically, a little bit of a spoiler alert. So this means it's 15 minutes after a certain explosion goes off. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's not good. Because yep. um, we see that um, they killed Rewind, you bastards! <laughs> I swear, if Rewind wore an orange hood... <laughs> he would so be Kenny. <laughs> That's kind of true. <laughs> and the sad thing is, Chrome Dome is Cartman. <laughs> oh no, no! Just no. by the just by his orange no. coloring, just by no. his orange coloring. <laughs> no, not even that. No. <laughs> um. So we see that Chrome Dome uh, needs help and that Rewind is dying for some odd reason, but we can all assume that it was because of whatever that explosion was. Um, and then uh, Swerve and Chrome Dome and... Well, basically, Swerve's missing a face. Something happened to Swerve and he looks like 
he should be a cast member of The Walking Dead. Uh, yeah. Pretty much. How do you come back from that? Hmm. I... I because I know he has his face now in the current con- in the current mm-hmm. issues, so I guess we'll have to find Ratchet's out. that good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing his doctor wasn't pharma, because then, oh boy. Oh, pharma. <laughs> um, so we have this flash forward where Rewind is dead, Swerve is severely injured. I do love on this panel how they, um, where Chrome Dome is talking to Swerve. I love how they have the black background and the and the and the robots in basically shadow outlines. I mean, you see them. You know, you see their colors and you see their facial expressions, but it seems like they have like a glow around them because of how the background is. I really do like that in the art. That's really cool. Yeah. And Swerve actually looks like current day DC Masters of the Universe Skeletor because DC Masters of the Universe Skeletor these days doesn't have a jaw, a bottom jaw at all. I have I haven't read any stuff. I read the first issue and I'm like nope, <laughs> <laughs> no more. Yeah. Uh, so we go back seventy minutes and forty three seconds. Um. Tailgate and Swerve are trying to uh, figure out what exactly um, their role is here. And Swerve is like, thoughts, Tailgate? It's a bit full on, isn't it? (laughs) Um, Yeah. And Ultra Magnus, for being such a stick in the mud, he can really fight. Oh, Ultra Magnus has always been a good fighter. Yes, he has. It's just that stick he keeps in the mud that keeps him from being a, a decent bot. <laughs> um, he, he's got a personality. We'll see. We'll see it a little bit later. <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> uh, what were you gonna say earlier before I mentioned Ultra Magnus? Oh, uh, I I can't remember. <laughs> Sorry. Um. So if this is supposed to be a sneak attack, as Swerve says, why are they attacking full on? That makes no sense. Well, someone's plants just got interrupted. Easily. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Uh, So then we go to negative 50 minutes, 25 seconds. Um, That is... uh... Drift. Oh yeah, that's drift. Mm Mm-hmm. I saw the the swords in his hands. That's that's drift. Oh He's got boy! Got another one on his back. The, oh yeah, he does. How many swords does that guy need? Well, according to the latest comic book, fourteen. So let's see: the power sword, the sword of protection, sword of omens. <laughs> uh, that's four. Um, <laughs> the the power sword from Power Rangers, <laughs> the blazing sword from Voltron. That's six. <laughs> Leonardo swords from Turtles. That's eight. Well, that's actually that. Would, yeah. Cause we got two, so. two. Yeah. Um. So we have uh, 
uh, Rodimus and is it? Oh God, what is that guy's? It, not Nautilus. I was gonna say not. It, it's Nautilus, right? It's oh. Rodimus versus Nautilus, right? On the next panel. Not, no, it's um. Okay, I just I just lost his name. Not a later. Not a later. Nautilus. Whatever. It starts with an N. <laughs> um. So we got them fighting, and uh, not a later. Basically, um, I don't think I don't know what the hell happened to Swerve, and I know he comes back. I don't think you can come back from a sword right through your mouthpiece. I don't know, but that does take a lot of oral surgery, right there. <laughs> well, I think as long as it doesn't get your spark, you're good. You could you could be repaired some way. You might have some kind of injuries, but. True. I mean, true. look at Rung. He basically had his head blown off. Yeah, that's, that is very true. That is yeah. very true. What do you think of the um, the art in these panels here? Oh, it's very beautiful. I love the I like because uh, I'm looking at the two page spread. It has kind of like a pink tone to it. I really mm -hmm. like it. I really like it. I love yeah. I, I love the the panel with uh, Rodimus right there. It looks really really great some great facial expressions here absolutely and i love the um i just i can't i can't this is why i can't get over the comiXology guided view because it actually shows it takes you to that panel so in guided view it was just that panel with the sword through the face oh wow so yeah it was really freaking awesome um so Rodimus and Drift, they, they start to argue because Rodimus is like, I had him. <laughs> sure you did. Remember, the swords are mine. The ones with swords are mine. I like oh, that. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah. Um, so now we flash forward again. Rewind is dead. Almost uh, dead. <laughs> well, for all intents and purposes... He's he's dead. They have one touching moment before he does go offline. Um, let me see here. So we go back to Rodimus, and this is plus 45 minutes, 11 seconds. This time thing, I... It's probably going to be my only negative about these issues, is this... And I, I don't think it's just, I don't, it's just, this is just this issue, right? The, yeah. the before and after. Okay. That's my only complaint with issue 12 is the, the before and after. Like if they, if they did like what they had been doing in Dark, what they would eventually do in Dark Cybertron, like, you know, past or present or. Something that didn't involve me trying to figure out how long it's been between the explosion and after the explosion. Um, uh, so we get Rodimus. Um, proud of ourselves, we rescued some po uh, prisoners, arrested a brig load of Decepticons, the ones too dumb to run, and there was a third thing. Oh yes, we liberated a capital, but success comes at a cost. Well, at least he didn't say, no matter the cost. <laughs> um, 
you know, he's, he's talking about the injuries and, 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 and all that. And we go back to the meta bay and we have first aid along with uh, Chrome Dome. Apparently Ratchet was um, using his hands. Oh, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I love Ratchet. I love No Hands Ratchet. He's <laughs> <is> so funny. <laughs> that comes into play uh, recently as well. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, yeah, Rewind is still alive because he is recording everything that they're saying here. Um, and we find out that uh, Chrome Dome is the same spark type um, as uh, as Rewind. And, uh, but apparently he can't his because his, he was constructed cold his uh his spark wasn't strong enough to save Rewind, which is really, really sad and traumatic. And, oh, hey, look, there's a dead Cyclonus. Wow. Not dead. Yeah. Don't even he try. Looks, looks pretty dead. He's beaten up, but he's not dead. Cyclonus is better than that. Don't give me that crap. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, I, I, I guess if Swerve can only have... Um, half a face. I guess Cyclonus with a rearranged face is, doesn't mean he's actually dead. Exactly. But I assume when you first saw this, you're like, oh, no, I had no. I don't like the way he looks. He, I mean, he's hurting. But I knew he was going to die. <laughs> I love the way he looks there because it's a cool look. I mean, it's Oh yeah, a, the art's great. The art's beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and one horde cyclonus is awesome. Yeah. Until Tailgate goes and fixes that issue. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh well. Yeah. Uh, so we get to uh, another jump in time. We jump backwards to before the explosion when they're trying to save the prisoners. And rewind, you know, someone asks rewind, "Can you see them? Can you see the prisoners?" Yep, got them. Um, he says, "How about that?" Rodimus is right. The Decepticons did kidnap the Circle of Light. That's one creepy-looking chamber right there. Yeah, it's filled with fleshing, fleshlings. Yeah. Zoom level 100. Wow, that's creepy. Mm-hmm. And rewinds, you're just, you know, your your average high-tech stalker. Oh, my God. Talk about being a peeping Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, this, this room on this panel is, is all these fleshlings with a giant Energon tube in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Because they're sucking out their life. Yeah. As we learn in the next panel that they're doing a bleeding process. That sounds painful. And nasty. Very painful. So basically, they're vampires. Hey, at least they aren't sparkling. <laughs> at least they With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Aaron Sparkly Vampires. That's, you know... I'll give Alex and, and James credit for that, for not having sparkly vampires in a book about giant robots. <laughs> so that's, that's always good. Um... Uh, and I do like this exchange between tailgate and rewind. I think the little bots they know they know how to they know how to work things out. <laughs> yeah. Um, See, I, I like how tailgate works this because you don't know in, the, in this whole page you don't realize that because tailgate wants to be part of the cool kid crew. You know, he wants to be part of the mm-hmm. cool kids, and so he makes up a story. And he is so clever with his way of deception, we'll say that, that he learns how to play Rewind, and Rewind does not know what he's doing. (laughs) He's actually feeding the information to Tailgate on how to dispose of this bomb, and in the end, Tailgate actually gets the credit for it. (laughs) Yeah, except... Tailgate's not a bomb disposal. That's expert what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's, he knows yeah. how to use rewind, though. Yeah. He has a different kind of smarts. Yeah, he, he has old Autobot smarts. Um, so let's see here. We get to. So we get rewind and tailgate basically uh, attempting to save the prisoners. Um, how did Cyclonus get repaired that fast? Oh, because you're, you gotta look at the timestamps. Oh, yeah. Uh, Damn it. Damn you, Roberts. Because, uh, you saw Cyclonus injured, and that was after, after the fight. This is After this, okay, this fight. So this is, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, listeners, the... Guys, I'm telling you that this these timestamp things are way too damn confusing for me. I don't have a problem with them. Well. <laughs> that's why you get the card copy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So then we go to... Um, Alright, well, what do you think of the battle here that, that takes place before Cyclonus ends up nearly to death? Well, I, I, I like a good, good battle. You know, mm-hmm. and, and um, yeah, Swerve. <laughs> Gotta love Swerve. <laughs> he tries, and he basically shoots his face off while trying. But the thing is, you don't see that coming. Well, you don't see. 
him doing that to himself. And <laughs> well, he did do it to him. Well, that's what I'm no, saying. You don't have... see it coming. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to look at the angle of the gun and to see where the actual trigger is. I don't know if somebody might have grabbed the other end of that and did that for him. But, um... Yeah, swerves should not have guns unless they have giant multicolored bubbles coming out of them. <laughs> My first blaster. <laughs> Just <laughs> swerve. I I know they say his function is a metallurgist, but he wants to be a bartender like Blur used to be, mm-hmm. or Blur is on Cybertron. Swerve shouldn't even go outside the ship, honestly. He should just be in his little bar. Well, they they should have learned that when he took Rung's head off. (laughs) Yeah, that's very true. So, yeah, we get Swerve shooting his own face off. Um, hmm. I wonder who's going to replace him, John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then we get to plus 66 minutes and one second. Um, uh, it's Chrome Dome and... Wait. Yeah, Chrome Dome and um, First Aid. I wish the colors were more defined. Like, first aid should be a lot red, more red than Chrome Dome. Well, I think it's because of the lighting. And Could be. Remember, it's, they just had an epic battle, so yeah. the lighting's not going to be perfect in this ship. Uh, it's going to probably be very limited. There's going to be, like, a lot of light bulbs out, I guess, you'd say. So, mm. um, so we get... Um... We get Chrome Dome, Tailgate, and First Aid here. All right. They told me to get out of the way while they fix Cyclonus. He is not dead then. Shame. <laughs> I guess you're not a fan of Chrome Dome. <laughs> no, I like Chrome Dome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Chrome Dome is having a bad day. Let's just say that. I'll forgive Chrome him. Dome's having a bad life cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so tailgate is there and he's asking about all the vials and first aid answers it is innermost energon and because tailgate is so old oh we must have called it something else in my day See, he's he's trying to learn. So yes, he he is trying to learn. Um, uh, and this is where we find out that Chrome Dome was born dry. So he wasn't constructed. Wait a minute, I'm trying to remember it. Constructed coal is the same thing as being born dry, right? Or is that two different things? Well, what this is, and I, I, I for, forgive me if I get this wrong. What? I, Constructed cult to me is that they they've taken parts of Cybertron and built them up. Uh, okay. And f- being forged was they've taken metals from other places. I don't know from other bots or something, and they were forged. I'm not sure. So. Right, right, right. I okay. could be getting that wrong, and I apologize. 
I'm still trying to learn the whole how Transformers are born thing. And then the whole <laughs> movie, the movies really set it off by having hatchlings. God. No. Just, just no. So we get a backstory of how Chrome Dome and Rewind met. Which is interesting. Uh, seeing Rewind opened up like this, though, is kind of mm-hmm. creepy. Like, that's really... <laughs> gives a whole new meaning to swapping fluids. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, we see this backstory about how Rewind met... Um, what's his name? Uh, Dominus. And uh, I, I like the backstory. I, I've gotten... You know, we're, we're 12 issues into the series. I've gotten used to the fact that Rewind isn't just something you find inside Blaster's chest. Mm. Um, I've gotten used to that, even though I... You know, me personally, I prefer Rewind to be a Cassetticon than anything else. He can still have his camera. Because I actually like that. That's one of the things I liked about Rewind in in, in this comic is that they added that to him. Um, I like how they made Rewind really important. I mean, he's like the historian. He's the one that keeps records. He has secrets, you know. Mm-hmm. I really like that because you're just like, what does he know, you know? <laughs> yeah. What does he know? How does he know it? And what's he going to expose on all of us? So we get to, I love the panel where they're all waiting. <laughs> it's, it's so strange. You've got, um, you've got Chrome Dome and Tailgate sitting in there. And then outside you've got everybody else and they're all just like either they're waiting in line and it reminds me it's so and I bet Swerve would be the one to do this but it reminds me of that scene in Beetlejuice. Oh, where they tries to take 9, the numbers. 9000. <laughs> yes. Um yeah. So we find out that um oh wait was there a time switch? Nope. We're 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 still in the meta bay. Okay, because I'm seeing rewind alive now. Unless that's more of the back. Yeah, that's more of the backstory. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So then we go to plus seventy three minutes and forty four seconds, and we have Chrome Dome and Tailgate again. Um. We get to Chrome Dome and First Aid, and Chrome Dome wants to know, did it work? Um, But you said we were compatible. You are. Then what is it? It's your spark. It's low yield. So many problems. (laughs) So many problems. So many problems. Then again, James loves writing characters that have so many issues. But But see, I like that myself. Yeah, no, I I like it. I enjoy it. I think it's really cool. Um, uh, you know, I'll give James Roberts 
amazing amounts of credits when you know when he's you know crafting these characters and and giving them all of the issues that he gives each individual one mm-hmm. like no character that he writes has the same problem um at all so chrome dome basically isn't grieving he basically self exiles himself to his room um we then go to plus 97 minutes and 10 seconds uh we see whirl uh we see oh that's whirl and chrome dome wow well, well, see, this is, what, 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 if you jump if you think about it he's mm-hmm. got a few minutes to get down to the meta bay chrome dome's got a few minutes to go down to the meta bay so he's right. probably rushing down there and basically what he comes to find out is that whirl is the one that saved rewind because he has wow. this he has the compatibility whirl right. of all people yes Amy, she just loves saving people, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we see the bomb disposal expert here. And, wow. He, uh... Looks like he's planting something. Well, no, see, you can, I know, you can... I know. He's he's picking it up. I'm I'm looking at it. I'm actually looking at it with my head head tilted. But no, he he's he's finding something here. Well, see, you got to remember back in the beginning of the issue, they were talking about a ceremony, about mm-hmm. um, well, it actually was just a few pages back, about the the singing ceremony, right? No, 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 no. That's that's later on. No, it was um back. Oh, a few pages here. Uh, they're talking about a ceremony about sharing your inner, your, 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 your sharing the, 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 the energon that's around their spark, which they're born yeah. with. And yeah. if you want to share, if you want, it's like a ceremony thing where if you want to show someone that you're really special to them, or if you mean something to them, then you give them part of this, your spark fluid. And this mm-hmm. is what, um, this is what, uh, tailgate is doing to Cyclonus. He's proving to Cyclonus, hey, you're important to me. I don't want you to go. And of course, Cyclonus, being the grouch that he is, he's just like, oh, what the hell? What are you doing? Do not touch me. You know? <laughs> I, I can mm-hmm. now see, now that you just said Cyclonus the grouch, mm-hmm. I can so see him living in a trash can and popping up on <laughs> Sesame Street. Uh, he'd be too big. <laughs> oh, I, well, yeah. I mean, you, you'd have to get one of those Cyclonus busts to be able to do it. Um, uh, so Tailgate tells him what he was doing. Uh, and Cyclonus says, I know you think we share a bond, but you're wrong. You pester and you and you fuss and you talk. Primus knows you talk and I don't care. I think you're pathetic. Damn, this dude is cold. Look at that look on his face. Well, I know it's the lighting, but it, no, just look just, at the think, Cyclonus has been through years of torture with Megatron. You know, it's he's got a lot of issues. You know, he's not yeah. the happiest camper. You know, but he's yeah. there to do his job, and he'll do it. He doesn't want anything else to do. He just wants to be left alone 
Pretty much, yeah. Um, and then we see that, after all, he does help Tailgate pick up the goop off the ground. <laughs> it's his energon. Is that yes. Well, it's turned into goop. It's just and, coloring. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it looks like he peed all over the floor. <laughs> um... So we get to 0, 1 minute and 19 seconds. Now this is where the reveal of what actually happened. So we've seen that Rewind is dead. And these final three pages here are what led up to that. And damn is this crazy. I, I, I love this page. World versus Cyclonus. Love it. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. Why are you fighting Amy, Nicole? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make her listen to this, too. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so it's World versus Cyclonus. And then we get the boom. And that's how the issue ends. Um, overall, even though I was a little confused with the timeline stuff, uh, I really like issue 12. I think issue 12 is, is, is a damn good issue. Um, you know, it's, it's continuing on from where, where we were way back when in issue 11, um, The art is amazing. The writing is great. The, the, like I said before, the character depth that, that James gives all these, like, these aren't just r robots talking to each I mean, even though they are, but, you know, it's like kind of like Ender said a, a few few months ago, etc., when we were doing the, the other issues with him. He's basically writing human emotion into robots. Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely amazing. He does a great job. Yep. Overall thoughts on issue twelve? Oh, I lo I love this issue. Like I said, you you get to know like Chrome Dome and Rewind. You get to, you get really personal with them. You it's mm -hmm. uh, you get to see some of their intimate moments, and um, you get to see um, yes, swerve being swerve, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but you also get to see tailgate. Um, evolving as a character, you get to see that he is an emotional character. He he's wanting to bring Cyclonus out of his shell, and you, what there's that there's that one page where Cyclonus this is his turning point. Like, you know what? I could change. Well, I'll I'll make this guy's day just a little bit better, even if it's just for a few seconds. And I. And that's the moment where it's just like I really feel, that's when I really feel for Cyclonus because it's just like the bad guy gone good for a moment, you know. And then you mm -hmm. see him in world fight, and I love it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, it's 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 a lot of fun, but basically this is rewinds like little spotlight. You get to really see yeah. who he is, and. It really plays on in the future issues. You be, you come attached to rewind. You, 
Oh, you watch yeah. know more about him. You, you actually become his friend. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then so you're starting to worry about him because that's what James does. Once you get attached to a character, you're like, now nah, I got to worry about him. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. And then, you know, it, it'll lead up to the very last issue of uh, Remain in Light. Mm-hmm. Um, issue 22, the ongoing, where... The entire issue is his is his film, and that kind of sh- like prepping the because well yeah Re- remaining light is seventeen to twenty two but technically twenty two is a is a bridge issue between remaining light and and dark Cybertron, uh, which is really nice and I do like that. Um, so we go to issue 13 here. Um, it took me a while to kind of understand and enjoy this cover, cover A, because I'm like, wait, this is a book about giant robots. Why are there humans all over the place? Because <laughs> I didn't remember. Even though I saw Swerve's human form in the bottom left-hand corner, I still didn't didn't remember at all. And... <laughs> <laughs> we start off the this issue is such a swerve issue. <laughs> you gotta love this it. guy is crazy. Um if only he could talk as fast as Blur, he could get this message out in I'm three pretty, panels. I'm pretty sure he tries. <laughs> I probably. Um but apparently Blaster is allowing all the crew members to uh, since apparently I can't call them all Autobots, um, all the crew members to send a message back to Cybertron in hopes that it gets to whomever. Um, so Swerve goes through this whole long diatribe, and he goes through basically narrating the book, and we see poor Perceptor. <laughs> no, it's a blaster. No, it's Perceptor. That's making the recording? No. We no as as he's going along giving oh, his okay. message to Blur, we saying. see Perceptor, gotcha. and Perceptor. As much as I like Alex's art, and I don't want to say anything bad about it, but I have to say I really don't like Perceptor's look. I, I don't like the targeted eye patch. That just looks weird. Well, he's had that for a while. Yeah, maybe I didn't notice it, in, and it's been so long since... Oh, no, since... he's had that since Wreckers. Uh, mm, Isn't it Wreckers? Yeah. Yeah, uh, pr- yeah probably. Or all um, Hail Megatron, one of the two. He's, see, had, those he's are... had it for a while. Yeah. Okay, well, 
Not for me, he hasn't. Because <laughs> I have yet to go back and read Wreckers and All Hail Megatron, and everyone keeps telling me, oh, don't read All Hail Megatron, it sucks. It's lengthy, but it has a good payoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as Swerve is going through these the, this, this message to Blur, we see a list of his top ten all-time quests. And Night Quest is number three. <laughs> Why would he have a thumb quest? Is that some know. sort of ratchet joke? Um, Still trying to figure that one out myself. Uh, would Titan Quest kind of be hinting at Dark Cybertron, do you think, or no? Yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah, that's actually... Yeah, I'd say so. And I don't know why Swerve would want to go on a Matrix quest, seeing as how he's not leadership material. He's not a prime. He likes an adventure. That's true. Um, so we get to the end of this the, the, this message here, and um, uh, he says... Uh, we're all getting the chance to send a message home via the long-range subspace network. Blaster, who fixed the network, uh, insisted I go first. Please, no. Please, no. Free drinks? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you just bl- bribe Blaster with free drinks. Well, being around serve, you might need to drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Um. Swerve's character is it. He makes this comic honestly. I mean, if you really think about it, not just this. He makes this series. Oh, he's he's one of the the standout characters. I agree. Well, I mean, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but like in current issues, best previously pages ever that they've ever done <laughs> are the ones that they're using now. Oh yeah, that that that's really fun. <laughs> Um, so this issue is pretty much all about you know life on the ship and relationships and we get um, drift and swerve colliding with each other Um, (laughs) hey unwelcome touch I, I can't I can't imagine <laughs> Swerve saying that, but I know it's him that said that. Mm. Drift, what did uh, I say about under the arm? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, what do you think of the whole thing of, of them basing most of the book on the ship and them having to deal with each other? I think it's a good real-life opportunity. I mean... I mean, I've been stuck with roommates I didn't care for before. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like, well, we have to get along or it's could be very miserable for the remaining days. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I, th- I, th- I think the reality is really close. So, oh, absolutely. It. Absolutely. Um, and you have so many different personalities on this. I mean, mm-hmm. Swerve... Swerve is essentially that roommate that you... Mm-hmm always want to avoid but he never lets you avoid him <laughs> he's that he's that roommate that always wants to be the life of the party exactly um, 
Um, and this issue is where we um, where we hear the fact that um, Tailgate is being murdered by Cyclonus. <laughs> <laughs> In At least that's what quite literally one way, not the other. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they all go to investigate, and apparently when Cyclonus is depressed, he sings. That's my uh, boy. See, he's got an inner romantic inside of him. <laughs> even though he sounds like an American Idol reject? They did say that. No, I said that. <laughs> well, how do you know? How do you know what he sounds like? I just know by what the what what the vocal noises you know, show you know, on the some so people's noise is other people's operas, you know. So <laughs> So you're saying they're actually fans of William Hung? I highly doubt that anymore. <laughs> oh my they're... god, Cyclonus is William Hung. Oh god, oh, that's a scary visual. <laughs> don't even go there. <laughs> Uh, and Tailgate's like, you sing in the mother tongue, don't you, Cyclonus? And, um, we get, um, we get the title of the story, Cybertronian Homesick Blues. And Swerve is still narrating. We have Swerve and Drift, uh, chatting with each other. Rodimus is brandishing a sword. It looks like Rodimus is about ready to go, like, do some sushi chefy. Yeah. Yes, it does. It looks like he's about to cut up a bunch of little swear, uh, a bunch of little swerves. Um, now, I I love this shot because, as I said earlier, uh, Alex has taken the basis of Rodimus Prime or Hot Rod or Rodimus or whatever you want to call him. He's taken the basic colors and the basic design and made it his own while incorporating most everything that we know. Like I didn't expect to see the guns, which are actually his, his, his blow, his exhaust pipes once he transforms. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I thought that was great. Um, as far as the art goes and, we basically have four really interesting relationships in this book. We have, or we had, Chrome Dome and Rewind, Cyclonus and Tailgate, and now we have Rodimus and Drift. This is interesting. Well, I mean, just think about it. I mean, if you're you're going to be closer to, to, I mean, they're in a unique situation. Mm. They're on a ship. It's kind of like you could only go so far before, you know, I have to turn around. You're going to try to find someone that you could relate to. And so mm -hmm. just so you could get away from just the mundane, you know, routine of everyday life, you know, you're, you're going to look for someone that you could trust with. So, yeah, I, I mean, I could see where, why people are pairing up. I mean, it's not biggie. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, so Drift tells him that they were going uh, to deal with some, you know, just a false alarm. And Rodimus asks, what kind of false alarm? Oh, just like Clonus was saying to in front of Tailgate. 
Those two have a very odd relationship. <laughs> oh, God. I, I find that interesting coming from Rodimus, who Drift is about to step behind him and teach him how to play golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You um, gotta pass the time somehow. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then we see someone who we all know who it is screaming, Mutiny! And yes, you are right. This is what makes Ultra Magnus <laughs> really, really enjoyable. He is oh, so man. stiff, it's He's... funny. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of is. Um, everywhere I look, I see rules being broken, stretched, and laws being broken, uh, protocols being dragged outside and kicked to death. I've made a list. One, Skids keeps using the maintenance droids for target practice. Two, Wave Rider and Sure Shot insist on playing hand grenade tag outside my office. I love that. <laughs> Three, the warning signs that Dipstick put up in the engine rooms are riddled with misplaced apostrophes. Four, Sprocket keeps touching his Magnus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Ultra Magnus is crazy. Ultra Magnus is awesome. He is awesome, but he's crazy. I can't decide... Sometimes for me, depending on the character, I will hear a voice actor with the character, depending on who it is. And I really can't decide if this version of Magnus is more Jack Angel from Season 3... Or Robert Stack from from the movie. I always picture Robert Stack. That's just me. Uh, yeah, I just I don't know if he could be this like when he's citing the rules and not being this emotional about them. Um, I could see that, but I'm not sure with with this particular scene here. Um. And I love Rodimus Aston. These rule breakers, and I use the term loosely, what have you done with them all? I've thrown them in the brig. With the Decepticons? <laughs> <laughs> he follows the rules so blindly that he doesn't see his error in, in doing that. That's just how it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this issue, we get um, uh, Magnus, uh, basically, the whole point of this issue is for him to learn to relax. And Rodimus gives the job to Swerve to teach Magnus how to relax. <laughs> oh, God. I love Swerve. This... He's like, wait, do, do, you, do you know who you, you just said what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Rodimus is like, I think it would reflect well on someone who wants his bar license renewed. <laughs> ah, I see what I you did there. I don't have a bar. Oh, I see. <laughs> hey, Magnus, see you in two hours. Um, what I find most interesting about the Lost Light Adventures is that they go to all these different planets. I, I've always found that really interesting. Well, yeah, that's, I know, that's part of the well, adventure with more than meets the eye. No, and I, I know. It just seems like so far in the in the book that they've gone to this place or that place to basically fight the Decepticons. 
Um, and I know they've gone for more reasons than that, but um, that's just something that I really do enjoy. Uh, so the the crew here for the landing party um, apparently Swerve made sure his, his posse was on board. Rewind, Rung, Tailgate, and Skids. Uh, and for the record, Whirl isn't part of the posse. We He just tags along. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's interesting here is um, that this this landing party, they use basically human holographic projections. Um, and I don't know the the holograph projections they look great but they just I don't know it's just a little too I I don't know what to think of it I mean Swerve poor Swerve he looks like he's well he's he's one of the he's one of the shorter stockier Transformers so he's gonna his avatar is gonna be like that yeah, he looks like a short, stocky, unmustachioed Magnum P.I. in the <laughs> bar here. Um, uh, Rung looks like um, the Clock King from Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> Rung looks like Rung, for sure. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I have no clue why... <laughs> Tailgate has to be a baby. I know he's smaller, but that's just creepy. Oh, I don't think so. I think it's adorable. <laughs> you gotta understand, Tailgate's also, again, he's learning, he's trying to learn a lot, so who has the most to learn but besides babies? That's true. Um, and so we get all the reveals. We get, um, we get Rewind, uh, Swerve, Skids, and Rung, and then Tailgate. And then we come to Lady Wreck. <laughs> we come to Whirl. And Whirl's awesome. Whir- <laughs> At least his shirt and his, his, his facial features match. That's interesting. Have an eye patch over the Autobot symbol, and also have an eye patch on your actual eye. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I died laughing when I first saw this. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty awesome. Um, uh, I love Swerve. Tell me, Mary Sue, what does Ultra Magnus's avatar say about his psyche? <laughs> <laughs> I love the look look on Rung's face there. Yeah, the the, the look on Rung's face is like, hmm, I I wonder. Um, and, and of course, his, his line is, he never booked that follow up appointment. <laughs> and Magnus is also a girl. Um, uh, he's Verity. That's, oh, okay. that's Verity from. Oh, uh, I just lost it. Sorry, people. 
Not yeah. Armada. Um, one of the Unicron trilogy, right? No, Verity was in the previous. Uh... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before the the split of more than me, CI and robots in disguise. Oh, okay. For a second there, I thought you were going to say he was going to turn himself into a pony, but you, that's rarity, not verity. <laughs> yeah. yeah, verity. <laughs> Good lord. Um... And of course, no matter what um, what body Magnus is in, he still has to be his same old self. Uh, so once they find out that uh, it's safe for robots, they then shed their human skins. Um, and they get Ultra Magnus drunk, essentially. Well, world does pretty much. <laughs> yeah, world gets. <laughs> oh God, it, it's like Amy getting Dave drunk. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. So world gets Ultra Magnus drunk, and apparently he drinks something that he wasn't supposed to. Um. And then World just kind of plays it off because um, uh, Skids is like, this is weapons-grade Nucleon. Is it? Well, I never. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, my God. I just I can't stop flashing to this. These are lines that Amy would say. She's not that devious, people, but I'm telling you, Lady Wreck would say half the stuff that was coming out of World's mouth right <laughs> now. <laughs> You bolthead, you've just killed Ultra Magnus. Me? You're the one who made him deactivate his fem chip. <laughs> oh my god. So the rest of this part of the story is them trying to figure out how they're going to get Ultra Magnus back to the ship. Yeah, because, well, let's just say Magnus doesn't hold his liquor very well. Passes no. out. She, she starts crying at one point, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and basically passes out. So, <laughs> and I love the the panel where um, where Skids is like, okay, so excluding Megatron because everyone picks him, excluding Megatron, my number one all time nemesis is um, Misfire. And the next panel is Swerve spitting out the energon he's drinking. I love that panel. That panel is so awesome. Uh, and we get to Ultra Magnus is stirring. We haven't decided on a story or or the Decepticon spiked his drink. No. The devoid possessed his drink. No. 
His drink was a portal into the dead universe, and the only way he could save everyone was by... Wow, even wrong. Thanks, guys. <laughs> they all disappear. Poor Swerve. He, well, he was assigned to him, so... Yep. And uh, Magnus Buzzed is really, really funny. The image of him, uh, the close-up where he's got the the energon on his lip. Oh, I know. I love, I love that. That is so awesome. Uh, he's basically telling Swerve that he's a serious person. He can't help it. Now, is it just me or did his entire? I'm trying to see here. I could have swore a couple pages after this, his entire upper body design changed. Could just be me, though. Who, Ultra Magnus? Yeah. Well, um, his chest plate looks different to me in the panel where he says, What's your secret, Swerve? Everybody likes you. Everybody but me? Uh-huh. Not popular. Not popular. Not I'm not a popular bot. <laughs> Yeah, I guess he looks a little bit larger. I don't know if it's the angle of how he's drawn or the colors or... I I, I don't know. So, Swerve and Magnus have, have drinks and have words and... Magnus basically guzzles down the energon and he passes out again swear to god magnus is norm <laughs> even though i think norm from cheers can actually hold his liquor <laughs> norm had norm had a few more years of practice too though that's very true very true um let's see here. so we get back to. Uh, are they back? No, they can't be back on the nope, ship yet. Nope, they're, they're back in the bar. Yeah, they're just in the bar. Okay, they're back in the bar. Um, we get to the fact that. Uh, wow, Cyclonus is not happy. No, because well, if you if you read on, you understand. You'll, you'll yeah. see. He's taken in some drink that does. That affects both him and Tailgate differently because of the age of their bodies. Yeah. So Magnus, Tailgate, and Cyclonus all cannot hold their liquor. Uh, it's like Alcoholics Anonymous for Transformers, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... How are they going to fix this? Well, Swerve suggests that they all turn back into human. They all use their avatars. They turn back into humans. That they get Magnus to transform. Because they got to figure out a way how they're all going to get back to the ship. Mm-hmm. So they all flip it, him It off. leaves soon. Yes, it leaves very soon. They all... All of these humans, these human avatars, flip 
over Ultra Magnus to see if it'll get him to transform. And it's just so funny. Um, it, it is just so, so funny because they start jumping on him to get him to transform. I love it. It's cute. But, but yeah, they all look like a bunch of college kids trying to <laughs> you know, you see those college riots on on, you know, world's wildest police videos or mm-hmm. you know, that you know that kind of stuff. I swear to god, they they look like a, even though there's only four of them, they look like a damn giant mob jumping on the top of a car. <laughs> I love it. Um, and Rewind's like, Shh, I can hear something. It's his transformation cog. So they finally get him to transform. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? He's upside down. <laughs> I, th- I thought that was awesome. That was so funny. I thought that was awesome. I thought it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> it's just so funny. And somehow... They get him right side up, and they all pile in, and um, uh, the lines are, um, I don't know about any of you, but I've had a great time tonight. Me too. It's not been as full on as Wrecker's Night Out, but it's, yeah, it's been memorable. Uh, savor these, savor this feeling, everyone. At least they're letting rewind drive and not swerve, thank God. But you get, and I know why James had Alex do this because James. Oh, is, Alex! Oh, Alex isn't on this issue. It's actually Guido. Guido Guidi's on. This okay, issue. well, I know James told the artists to do this. Magnus is a UK truck. Because he's got the right-hand drivers. Oh, okay. I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah. So interesting. So, um... Uh, you never know what's around the corner. Okay, Swerve. You're, you've had nine, nine hours. Time to... Oh, God. This whole thing has taken nine hours to send his message. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> um... We then get to your buddy and his his bunkmate here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rodimus is right. The relationship between these guys is, is strange. Well, like I said, tail, it's ta- interesting. Tailgate. He feels like he relates to Cyclonus just because they're of the same era, somewhat. Mm-hmm. And Tailgate is just trying his hardest, just so. Just so, because he wants Cyclonus to feel like they're buddies, and it's just not working out as smooth as he hoped. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on, I want to be Cyclonus's buddy too, you know. Well, yeah. Um. Uh, so we get all that, and we get some really, really cool emotional stuff from cyclonus and tailgate which is really interesting oh i love i love these two i love these two pages you don't think i mean one thing that i that i hate about people that don't really read 
transformer comics is, is they say that you really can't r robots can't have emotion well these two panel these two pages right here prove you wrong mm -hmm. absolutely um the funniest thing for me on these panels on on on, on this page with cyclonus and and tailgate is the three panels on the right hand side of the page where it looks like Cyclonus is basically punching his fist into his hand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just, it, I don't know, it just, I know he's not going to do anything to Tailgate, but it just looks like he's going to do something to Tailgate, um, which is interesting. And then the, the final pages um, is where... You know, the blaster and swerve thing picks up again, and Blaster's like, are you sure you got the right number? And then we travel four million years ago to Blur's bar. And we don't even know if Blur gave poor Swerve the... Oh, you know he didn't give him the right number. I mean, look, no, I know. Look at, look at, look at Swerve. He's so confused. He's like, are you sure that's the right number? Doesn't seem long enough. Nope, that's definitely it, you know, because Swerve has that hope that his idol will like him as much as he, you know, adores him. And so he has that sense of hope, and he doesn't want to let go of it. Yeah. Uh, and we end the issue with, uh, you know, Swerve's is later. Uh, look who's up and about. Uh Yes, it took longer than expected to reconstruct my fuel tanks. <laughs> now, in case you're wondering what happened, you passed out when you deactivated your Allometer avatar, your Veritar, and so we carried you to straight back to to the ship. What's what's that in your hand? As promised. So, Magnus remembered everything. <laughs> He was cognizant of everything, including them jumping up and down on him. But he needed that experience. He needed to get out and yeah, and kind of live life, you know. Yeah. Issue thirteen is a fun, fun ride. It really is. You see a side to all of these characters that you wouldn't normally see. I'm actually glad that they went to a planet that had a bar. Mm -hmm. uh, because you know you get uh, how often do they use those avatars not very not often very. right no um, and that's a nice thing about this it's a nice fun issue it's not about you know stopping the Decepticons it's not about worrying about if Megatron is coming back or if Galvatron is going to punch through the dead universe or whatever it's just a nice, fun issue that's... And, you know, as we've said, Swerve is the fun character. Um, and it, it's really fun to follow him. Agree. Um, so we get to issue 14. And this is where the... Um, the seriousness kind of comes back into play here. 
because the story, well, part of this first part of the story is prologue. A functionist's call. A functionist calls, um, and we start off on Luna Two, Cybertron's second moon. Um, I know Luna One, Luna Two have been in the continuity for a while now. I just wish they'd call it Moonbase One and Moonbase Two. Well, Moonbase One and Moonbase Two are more of the Earth, the Earth base, uh, Earth Earth moon space. I guess. Um, so we start off with uh, um, so we start off uh, four uh, four point two million years ago, two miles below ground. Don't get me wrong, the axe is okay. I'm not saying I don't like the axe, but I'd prefer a drill. Drill's got to be earned. Two hundred years it took me to get this. Who are these characters? I'm sorry to ask, but who the hell are these guys? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> no, um... It's... It's... Crap. Criminy. I honestly don't remember. No, I... I I know who they are, and I just can't... Frack. Frack and, uh... Uh... Somebody else. I... I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. This issue opens really, really weird. I mean, it sets it up on Luna 2, and it sets it up as a prologue, but since uh, this is my first time reading this book in a very long time, I honestly don't remember who these guys are. I'm I'm not sure if we're supposed to who they are. That's where I'm getting from. Yeah. Uh, so someone calls in a code 113. Um... We then get to uh, we get uh, we get a nice little panel of uh, the fact that uh, some place is closed by order of the Functionist Council. Uh, I'm sorry, you are three of twelve. I'm the authenticator. So they're authenticating something. That's interesting. That guy is kind of ugly, actually. He's an original. <laughs> he he looks like I'm trying to see. Yeah, it, it looks like a it looks like just a guy with one of those old timey scuba masks on. You know the ones you see like in cartoons. He looks like World's grandfather. Oh God. <laughs> um, so the prologue ends and we get to Garrus 9 4.2 million years later and it's them fighting Overlord this can't go well nothing ever goes well when Overlord's involved nope and this entire issue is based on them capturing Overlord and uh, uh, Chrome Dome uh, being in this. I guess I guess it's a zero gravity cell, or I I know I know they actually name it something. Um, it's actually a cell where uh, uh, time slows down. Right. 
Um, and I love this. I thought this was great. This whole issue. Um, oh, yeah. Where you have Overlord plugged into this chair. And he's... We get the... We get the point here of what um, what Chrome Dome's function is. He's a well, in layman's terms, he's a memory specialist because it's late as hell, and I can't I cannot pronounce that <laughs> the <laughs> name of his actual um, memo surgeon. Yeah, there you go, memo surgeon. There you go, or memo surgeon, or no? See, I, I don't know. Um, what we get in this issue here is them Overlord and Chrome Dome going back and forth, back and forth, because he's basically interrogating him. Mm-hmm. And the greatest thing about this issue is what happens as we go along. Um, that basically Overlord turns the tables on Chrome Dome, which was really, really interesting. Um, go ahead. Oh, but I'm just saying, but Chrome Dome also had a backup plan, as as we'll see at the very end here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because this is... This is part of that explosion, right? Well, uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, the, yeah, so this is... This is taking place in the middle of what happened in issue 12. Well, because yeah, uh, this is where yeah. Rewind dies. Because this is where Rewind actually dies. At the end of this. Um, what I, you know, like I was saying earlier, what I love about this is how Overlord was able to trick Chrome Dome and basically use the the Nemo Surgeon room against him. I thought that was really cool. Um, I'm not sure if I like the original IDW design for Megatron, though. That looks a little weird. Oh, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I'm not saying it's bad. It just looks a little strange to me. It's too much red. Even though it's only on his arms and his uh, under his uh, chest piece there. Um, I mean, just, you know, the, the art in this is so, like, such a good job. Go ahead. No, I was just, I was just gonna say, I, I think it's beautiful. Love the art. Yeah. Um, I mean, all of these pages are really, really explosive. It, it's one of those things where it's, it's almost refreshing not necessarily saying the last issue was bad um on the art it wasn't but it just it seems like i can distinguish more and i think this is the kind of thing with me where i prefer the characters on a certain back like if you have you know people like chrome dome and first aid who are almost identical to each other in color a little bit in certain areas Mm -hmm. For me to distinguish them, they either have to be on a really sharp contrast background to what color they actually are. Um, for me to distinguish between the two of them, even though they are two very different designs. 
Um, it's just my eyes, ladies and gentlemen. I'm old. Um, and uh, so we get this story here of of Overlord and Chrome Dome, and that is just I don't. I I just love that. That is so interesting how they're able to do an interrogation and then have the interrogation have Overlord's answers be flashbacks. I like it. It's very creative. It's it's again it's it's James writing style which comes out as well. Mhm. Yeah. And we get to the point where Overlord is in control. And Overlord is looking for a way out. Um, and Overlord eventually does break out, and we actually get an appearance from Prowl, which is interesting. Um, too bad I don't think he flipped any tables in this issue, though. <laughs> We get to, let's see here, let's see, the world's changed, Prowl, the war is over and everyone's coming home, we don't need our own phase sixers anymore, so this is Prowl and Chrome Dome arguing about phase sixers, um, Prowl's always been on the side of, we always need more weapons. Prowl's just looking out for his own uh, behind. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so we get to what Overlord really wants, which is the information to be able to get out of the cell. And he eventually gets that, and he goes on a rampage. Um, and we get to the whole thing with Drift saying, uh, five seconds for Overlord is 30 minutes for everyone else. If he broke free from his restraints, uh, restraining harness, which he can't, but if he did, we'd have more than enough time to scramble everyone on board to get down to the cell and contain him. You think so, huh? That, uh, didn't work out too well for you now, did it? No, because Overlord knows how to play the game. Oh yeah, and the 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 panel, the the look when Chrome Dome's like, "Don't show me, don't show me, don't show me," and yet we both know Overlord looks creepy, smiling like. Oh, he looks beautiful. He does, but Overlord looks like a blue robotic version of the Joker here. His just his <laughs> his his face, because I think he might be the. I, I could be wrong about this, but he might be the only robot I've ever seen to actually have a more human-like nose, because his nose looks like a pointy mess right here. Um, I don't know if I've seen that on anyone else. Um, so, Overlord breaks out. All hell breaks loose on the Lost Light. It's not he, a good thing. No. Not a good thing at all, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and, you know, he basically traps Chrome Dome in the no-time cell. 
And he says, uh, run as fast as you can, Chrome Dome. You're already too late. I know. I love that line. Oh, God. And that's, I'm so glad I didn't collect these singly because I would have been so like, oh, damn it. I got to wait a month. Uh, It was was very hard. You're just like, oh, son of a gun. And sometimes, (laughs) you know, Diamond got their publishing wrong. So you have to wait an extra week. Yeah. Um, overall issue for uh, issue 13 was a great story. What I love about the, about, uh, 12, 13 and, and 14 was that we get stories from each of the characters perspectives from different angles and sure everybody's there, but, um, 14 was all Chrome Dome and Overlord. Yeah, it's it's a very uh, talky uh, comic. That's why we, we didn't really mm-hmm. go into depth about it. Um, there's a lot of details in their conversations. And you need to go back and like read it twice so you can actually see um, Overlord kind of playing a Chrome Dome and yeah. manipulating him. And, and then just the emotion you get... For when Chrome Dome is defeated, it's it's amazing. Absolutely. So we get issue fifteen under cold blue stars. Um, some more beautiful covers here. Cover B. What is cover B supposed to be? Is it, it supposed to be? It's Overlord's lips. <laughs> and Rod, with Rodimus uh, inside his mouth. Basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's um. I guess Overlord's really sucking on the rod there, isn't he, ladies and gentlemen? Mm, no. <laughs> Why'd you gotta go there, man? Why'd you gotta go there? <sighs> That's not a good pole position to be in. <laughs> Sorry. Had to. Uh, so we get to the Lost Light. Um... Now, if you don't mind, I think I'll head upstairs and I'll kill everyone on this ship, starting with that skinny little friend of yours. Oh, man. I do feel bad for Chrome Dome, but I feel worse for Rewind. <laughs> well, of course, Rewind has the short end of the stick. It's very, yeah. Quite literally. Mm-hmm. Rewind is the short stick at the end yes. of the short stick. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so we see that Chrome Dome is uh, trying his hardest to get to the button. But as we know, five seconds in this timeout cell is 30 minutes in real time. Um... He does get out, but he is way too late. And you open up to this beautiful two-page spread. Oh, gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, wow. You know, if I ever get a chance to interview James, I, I want him to give me dimensions for how big the Lost Light is. Because back when Fort Max went nuts... I'm thinking, okay, Fort Max is a pretty big butt. Overlord is a pretty big mm-hmm. butt. Overlord in this two-page panel is basically holding Rodimus up by his throat. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I assume Overlord is the size of 
I'm trying to put this in cartoon perspective here. G1 Fort Max, maybe? I, I don't, I don't I know. Think, because... Well, it could, because in this issue, you could actually see them side by side in yeah. one panel. They are about the same size. Yeah. Um, and it's just absolutely amazing. Uh, the entire panel here is... You know, you get Rodimus on one end. You've got um, um, Chrome. that is Chrome Dome on the far right, right, where he's he, bro he broke out. Um, right there, the very far right, uh, the the leg right above under under Cold Blue Stars title. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, so you've got Chrome Dome there. Um, and Overlord is just taking it to them. I mean, he is just going all kinds of nuts. Uh, we get, um, we get, wait, wait a second. So we, so, so we get this giant fight. We then get to, uh, the bridge 30 minutes earlier. So now, see this. I don't mind this. Uh, this kind. I I know I'm nitpicking that other issue, but like when when they go and do something like this, the bridge thirty minutes prior or earlier or whatever else, mm. instead of making me do math, this I don't mind at all. <laughs> um, so the bridge thirty minutes earlier, we get. Um, that's not Chrome Dome. Who is that? The orange guy. Is that? Arguing are you with talking world. about the next page? Yeah. That's Blaster. That's Blaster? Oh my god. I Wow, I didn't even recognize him. Um, uh, so, uh, Blaster says, there, you've had your treat. Now run along and intim uh, intimidate people or whatever it is you do for fun. But Rodimus said I could. No, he didn't. Rodimus explicitly said it was my job to clear a path through the asteroid belt. Um, uh, and Pipes wants to send a message home. <laughs> Poor Pipes. Oh, boy. That's funny. Um... Yeah, again, I think the reason why I confused Blaster is because it was close up on his face, and I'm not used to seeing him more reddish orange than actual. Just... Again, it's the, I think it's the lining. I I know I know. Um, uh, and I, I I do love. <laughs> Whirl is one freaky looking bot because you look at Blaster; he's fairly regular. You look at World. World's been through stuff. World's, world is made of nightmares. <laughs> yes. Well, World himself is a nightmare. Um, uh, oh, wait. That wasn't was that that wasn't pipes. That was tailgate, right? What? The um. If you do make contact, you can pass on a message to Hubcap. We used to write to each other all the time. Oh, that's I kind of okay. Maybe I haven't seen Pipes transform. So, and this is Pipes transforming, and 
Pipes is a small ass bot. Yep, he's a teeny one. Poor Pipes. He um crunch. <laughs> yeah, this wow. is this this is one of those shocking moments like, oh wow. You, where again James shows his writing skills where he takes a character where majority of people don't really have an emotional connection to this character. But within mm-hmm. two pages, you feel more for this guy than probably your next door neighbor. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the message that he sends out is just heartbreaking. It, it, it is very heartbreaking. Um, and it's just, it's crazy. And, and this really shows you the size of Overlord. If, if Pipes is this small, I mean, even in the panels where it shows him driving along before he crashes into Overlord's foot, even just looking at the panel where he's crashing into Overlord's foot, he's a small little vehicle mm-hmm. compared to over. I mean, uh, and, you know, this Overlord basically stepping on Pipes and basically destroying him, it... Almost reminds me of Shockwave putting Blur in the garbage disposal. <laughs> yeah, like, I kind of had that feeling. It's, it's like, wow. Dang. Um, so we get to... Uh, Pipes isn't exactly dead, but he, he's getting there. Uh, his His spark is shrinking and it's falling out. That's all kinds of creepy. That's going to be very painful. Yeah, you think? I mean, his. if you look at the panel where he says um, about his spark falling out and shrinking, it looks like when um, Rodimus opened the uh, Matrix inside Unicron <laughs> is what it looks like with the the lines coming out of the... The blue beams coming out of it. Um, but, yeah, seriously, poor pipes. Wow. Dang, that is such a... Light. Oh, look at that mess. Mm-hmm. Look at that energon all over the floor. Clean up in aisle 10. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> and and what makes it so tragic, as you said, you know, he's sending this message back back to his friends, and he says, made a lot of new friends, got a bit sick, a bit shot, um, having a pretty wonderful time. And the having a pretty wonderful time part is right when his spark falls out, right when his body falls up. It's so heart-wrenching. And what's even worse is, again, this is why I love the the, the Comixology Guided View, Having a wonderful time part shows it shows up and it shows on the very left hand side the uh, the heart monitor kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then it switches over to the rest of the panel where it says bye, and it's like oh god, oh. just like ripping your heart out. Um, so we get to brainstorms workshop thirty minutes ago. Um, what makes you think we've uh, makes you think I've even seen Chrome Dome because you're friends with him and because because come on rewind because because he's been saying your name in his sleep. 
Who's more embarrassed, you or me? Clue, it's you. <laughs> Uh, Brainstorm's a bit of a badass in this. Brainstorm's got his moments. Oh, yeah. Um, so, we get to a point where Swerve is gonna press a button, or he did press a button, nothing happens. Um, and, oh, this is where they basically break the fourth wall. And he says, yeah, it must have happened off-panel. What does that mean? I have no idea. <laughs> so we're pulling a Deadpool. Yeah. And then we get, oh, God. So we're in alarm mode now. And what I love about this issue is that it's playing off of what we got last issue where it has, you know, Chrome Dome was stuck in the no time cell five minutes in his time is 30 minutes in real time and we each are seeing all of these characters 30 minutes prior to an overlord breaks out and it, it's such a good way to tell the story um So we get to Perceptor and Rodimus, and we see what they're up to. And um, Rodimus wants, um, uh, he says, uh, some of my favorite words. Oh, they're they're talking about simple languages. Um, and they're talking about the Matrix map and. And all this and all that. And then the alarm goes off. Um, and we see Rung going to see Fortress Maximus. Does this... Does it look like the bars are bent there? I, I yeah. guess it's supposed to be that way because how the ship yeah. is... Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting. Um, so we have Rung and Fortress Maximus. This is interesting. Um, because Fort Max is trying to figure out a way to apologize to Rung. Um, and as all that goes on, we get the alarm. I didn't, I completely forgot Hoist was on this ship. <laughs> he makes an appearance every once in a while. Yeah. And apparently he has a workshop. I mean, last time I saw Hoist, he was trying to star in action movies in Hollywood. And no, I don't mean the live ones either. Um, uh, so, so we get hoist and skids and tailgate, and oh hey look, it, it's your buddy. He um actually looks pretty badass in this image. He always looks badass. He's a beautiful. No, well, yeah. He's a beautiful man. <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, okay um, I'm just saying that, that there are certain angles that they take on Cyclonus sometimes that just I don't know to me it just doesn't look as cool and then they'll do something like I mentioned earlier with him you know in 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 uh, the, in the hab suite with tailgate and him basically punching his fist into his hand this is another one of those really really cool shots and 
all of this is leading up to the fact that um, Overlord's out, and um, Ratchet uh, he um, doesn't really stand a chance. Um, I like Ratchet's alt mode here. I almost thought it was tr I almost thought it was Transformers Animated RC at first, though. It's pretty cool. I like it. <laughs> It is pretty cool, but I, I just didn't think it was going to... Like, I thought it was somebody completely different when I first looked at it, when I first read it. Um, uh, so we get to the fact that everybody knows that Overlord is out. Overlord is basically ripping everybody apart. I love the art in these pages. I mean, these things are... Oh, the art's uh, beautiful, yeah. He is... Overlord is destroying stuff, and uh, somebody asks Rodimus, Overlord, how? I don't know. He must have teleported on board, or stowed away, or or I, I don't know. And that's kind of the big secret about the Lost Light. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, kind of a storage thing for Overlord. Um, and, of course, Ultra Magnus has a whole list of regrets to to give out to us. Um, he says, uh, I should have gone to Garrus 9 with the record. should have sorted you out then. I've often wondered if things would have played out differently if I had been there. Yeah. Guess now I know. Um... Uh, so... Uh, Overlord basically calls Magnus a joke. Um, and it looks like he uh, destroys Magnus. Yeah, basically, he's, he runs him through with his fist. Yeah. And I love the little pop-up with Rodimus. Magnus! I love how they did that with the art and put it as a pop-up circle. Um, and Rodimus is, uh, having a Unicron line right there. Tear him apart. <laughs> I love that shot of him, though. He looks good. Yeah, he looks amazing. So we get all of the crew members, um, over to, uh, destroy hopefully destroy Overlord. We then get to Rewind and Chrome Dome. And they both say at the same time, I thought you were dead. Um, and then we go back to Rodimus and Overlord. And you like finger drills? I wanted needles, but <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I meant to ask any last words. And of course, guess what he says? Can Tell anybody guess? <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, Till All Are One is the um, is the magic word because Overlord then goes kablooey, I guess. Well, no, so yeah, somebody it's the, fires. It's the trigger on word. It. It's the trigger phrase. Yeah. 
Um, that is most definitely Skids. That is not Magnus. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. It is... That's Fort Max. Oh, Fort... I'm sorry, folks. There's too many blue people. Just way too many damn blue people. Yep, um, so, you like, at the end of the next page, you'll be able to see the, the scale that Fort Max and Overlord are around the same size. Oh, yeah, they are. Huh. That's interesting. Wow. See, again, that's when the actual physical issue helps. Uh-huh. I know. No, I mean, I, I see the size. It just... Uh, it, it, what bugs me about it is how are they fitting on this tiny little ship? Because all intents well, and purposes, you gotta remember, when we see the like outside you, of the Lost Light, it's... Well, like you, you said earlier, the, the ship was pretty much built to hold Overlord. So it'd have to fit him, at least. Yeah, that's true. So to have another bot his size isn't inconceivable. No, it's not, but it just, I don't know, I, I'm just nitpicking at it because every time we see the outside of the Lost Light, it doesn't look as big as it is on the... It, it's like the TARDIS. I, I wanted to refrain from making me bigger on the inside joke. Um, so... We get uh, we get Chrome Dome back at the cell, trying to get uh, Overlord back in there, and Rewind gets stuck. Rewind gets trapped in there. Mm -hmm. um, oh, this is this is heartbreaking right here. Rewind is pretty much sacrifices himself to save the ship. Yeah, and and. In the middle of all the commotion, Chrome Dome goes to try to save him, but gets his arm cut off. Yeah, poor Chrome Dome. Mm -hmm. But that is one of the best panels I've ever seen in any comic, was um, the countdown page to... I'm sorry, Domi. I'm sorry things didn't work out. Like, that is the creepiest page and the coolest looking page because you've got rewind uh, in the center of the little window, and you've got Chrome Dome mirrored uh, in the background. That is really cool, but it's also very, very creepy. It's very haunting. Yeah. Um. So. But it, the tragedy doesn't end there, you know. No. No, it doesn't end there because the whole thing explodes. They jettison the uh, the well, cell. The, well, the thing is, Chrome Dome knows that Rewind is stuck on this this ship with Overlord. Overlord's mm. not the gentlest of people. <laughs> no. So instead of having being tortured by Overlord, he decides to make the sacrifice to blow the ship up. Yeah. Why do I feel like uh, quoting Spike when I see Chrome Dome holding his, putting his hand to his head? Oh shit! What are we gonna do now? <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, the, sh the 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 cell blows up. Rewind is officially dead. 
And Chrome Dome is curdling in the fetal position. Oh, and that's how. Dome. Yeah, poor Chrome Dome. That's how this one ends. Um, and we have the uh, we have the final issue for this 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 episode, which is issue sixteen. Um, I no, I I remember when I was getting these singly. Um, I started at issue fourteen. Don't know why, but I do remember seeing. Because um, you're a bad man. Well, I didn't know about it at the time. I had just gotten back into comics. Thank you. Still bad uh, man. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and I remember seeing issue fourteen, uh, the cover A by Alex and and Joanna, um, with the uh, the Autobot symbol in, in drift. Oh, you talking that's... about? Uh... Issue 16. Yeah, issue 16. You said 14. Well, that's when I first started collecting them singly. Oh. But I remember when I got issue 16. Okay. And that's really when I loved one of the covers. Um, and it's, it's interesting how James is able to do a couple of issues of a story arc. And then go to keep, keeping within continuity, but then go to something completely different in the beginning for the next issues. Because um, we are at uh, the Battle for Hell's Point, third cycle, 1102. Uh, and we have um, Ultra Magnus, we have Ias. Some of these angles really, even even in the regular issue, I remember looking at this, but I think that is Blaster. Um, I could be you wrong. Got, you got Chrome Dome. You've got Ultra Magnus. You've got a bunch Chrome. of. Right, you got a bunch of Autobots, basically. Well, you just got a bunch of undis- undetermined characters. They're, there's right. like no detail into them. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, because this is in the past. Um, and we, Ultra Magnus. Um, I guess in his younger days, was a crooked Autobot because his symbol is not put on properly. You know, you'd think he would have fixed that because he is such an anal retentive person. Maybe that's just something he had to learn. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, so we've got this the, this beginning battle here, which I, I don't know. I, I mean, I like it. I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting that we're seeing. Uh, um, I almost said Cyclonus. Uh, it's late. Um, <laughs> I like seeing Ultra Magnus's past, um, but I really prefer the stuff dealing with the Lost Light crew directly. More so than various battles in the past. I know that there's a whole point to it that it's going to eventually come around. Um, I do like that we are seeing Ultra Magnus in action. I think that is really really cool. Um, but I don't know. It just some sometimes the prologues just don't don't do it for me. I don't know. What about you? Oh, I like this. This gets like a whole different angle on Ultra Magnus. I like it. 
I mean, it, it, it tells you all the different stories of him he, that he was a regular person at one point. He, he <laughs> wasn't so cynical and such a hard ass, you know? I, and yeah. I like that. Absolutely. Um, so we get to the Lost Light now. And uh, apparently Swerve is um, blaring music from his bar. Oh, no, he's blaring music from the Meta Bay? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. But, yeah. Hmm. Um, it's hard to reattach someone. Because Ultra Magnus was talking about music before. That he loves yeah. all different type of music. So why Magnus is in the Meta Bay, he, Swerve thought, hey, you know what? He enjoys music. <laughs> Maybe that would soothe him a little bit. So he was just doing a little little nice thing to probably ease the suffering that he's probably going through right now. Yeah, I don't think there's any 90-day warranty with this version of Ultra Magnus. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, no, they're, uh, they're, they're fixing Magnus up. Um, uh we see that uh, uh, we see that Ratchet is um, also attending to t poor Tailgate because uh, Tailgate apparently has ten days to live. Well, you don't find that out to the very, very end of the t that that Tailgate's timer is not till the very end. The timer that you see right now is mm -hmm. uh, Ultra Magnus's. Uh, well, the only reason why I say it is because uh, they they say a death clock. Yeah, it's a death clock. Um, yeah. And so you get to see what they say is that pretty much Ratchet has that much time to figure out how to save this person's life before their spark actually goes out. Mm -hmm. The ironic thing about the tailgate at the end is that he's not injured. Why? What's going on with him? Why is his clock going uh, ticking down? Mm -hmm. um, so Swerve basically says, "Sorry, Telgate. I just heard Rodimus voice. Rodimus's voice in the intercom. He's promising some big announcement." Uh, let's start with the questions, because I know everyone has questions. How did this happen? How did Overlord escape a whiteout vacuum and find his way on board? How did he break into our home? And most important of all, who's to blame? Well, of course, it's Drift. One almost fails blame Drift. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, I'm wondering, like, technically... Was this outside of story base for James? Do you think this was a plan of theirs? Oh yeah, James. To... James got. James has. Had, I remember an interview that, that Amy did with him. He has stuff planned mm -hmm. like three years in advance. Well, what I was going to ask was, do you think this was a plan on IDW's part to uh, write drift out of the ongoing to give him another miniseries? Because we got that new miniseries coming. Mm -hmm. Maybe. 
I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. Hmm. That would be interesting, most likely. Um, uh, so, all of this is um, Drift's fault, and uh, they basically put him in exile. So he leaves the ship. Um, I love Rodimus and Rung. Magnus would hate this, the mess. He'd send one of his memos, double space, justified, in that stupid font he designed the one with all the right angles. And he'd sign it, Ultra Magnus, duly appointed enforcer of the Tyrest Accord. Never just Ultra Magnus, those memos. I mean, just the titles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Rodimus. <laughs> Rodimus just can't get a break. No matter how big that guy's ego is in this book, he just cannot get a break. See, that's how I like my Rodimus. I like seeing my Rodimus getting getting beaten down. I like Rodimus, but I just, for some reason, I like seeing him get hurt. You are just so psychotic with that, aren't you? I am. <laughs> Uh, he goes on um, there's one entitled here red alert rung I don't even open them anymore why because they're all the same dull earnest and patron patronizing just like the person who wrote them <laughs> oh wow oh, that's man. hurtful So we get to we get back to Cyclonus and Tailgate. Um, uh, Tailgate says, "I'm glad you're here, Cyclonus." Chrome Dome invited me. I can I can just so hear him saying it's like every single line so deadpan that it doesn't even matter to him. I, I really wonder what is his deal. Like, okay, I know he's not a Decepticon anymore. But he's, like he's got a lot of crimes that he's having to live up to. <laughs> no, really, make he, amends he, for. you you th- gotta remember he was a, he was a big killer, and he's mm-hmm. probably regretting those choices now. He's he's punishing himself. So former Decepticon on a ship full of Autobots. Yeah, I'd say that's a punishment. Um. Hey, Swerve, look over there. I can't believe Brainstorm brought his briefcase to a funeral. (laughs) Oh, man. Some of the lines that James writes for these characters is so awesome. James is an awesome writer. He is. He very much is. Um, So we are at the funeral for Pipes, of all people. Because, uh, well, because we can't have a funeral for Rewind because he got ejected in the um, in the vacuum cell. Uh, so Rodimus is giving one of his speeches and um, saying that he salutes them and he calls out Chrome Dome and... Uh, Chrome Dome pretty much gets to the point right away. I don't have a huge amount to say. I'm sorry he's gone. 
We're all sorry. We're all sorry he's gone. Thank you. Short and sweet. I mean, you got to understand where he's coming from. Everyone expects him to talk, but he honestly can't. So he makes it as short and sweet as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get Brainstorm and Chrome Dome. Um, apparently Chrome Dome is going through all of uh, uh, Rewind's stuff. And we see a certain sign here, Waste Disposal. Huh. I remind you of anything, Cup? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, uh, so, Brainstorm wants to talk to Chrome Dome. Uh, and he basically says, I know what you're going to do. You're going to go do the injecting and everything else. And basically, he thinks that Chrome Dome is going to go back to his old ways, um, which he might. Again, this is one of those very powerful pages. I mean, Chrome Dome pretty much reveals, I mean, Brainstorm pretty much reveals to Chrome Dome that he's had relationships like this before, mm-hmm. but he didn't, he took the easy way out and erased his memory yeah. of these relationships. Yeah. Thankfully, he doesn't do that with Rewind. Thankfully. Um, so we get back to everybody else, um, uh, we get the reveal of Drift, uh, admitted full responsibility for what happened, so Drift is going to be punished by basically being removed from the auto brand and basically ejected off the ship. And we see, we go back to Chrome Dome and he finds, God, I don't want to make a joke about this, cause, but I, he finds Rewind, because <laughs> Rewind's supposed to be a memory stick. He finds an Autobot memory stick, he finds the Rewind's video. Which, I don't really get how he could find that, because Rewind's camera was attached to him. Do well, they have I'm pretty life? sure, you know, he probably left this behind. I mean, like he said, he was going through his stuff. And he kind of yeah. explains it in his message. Um, yeah. Where he's copied and sliced and pasted different, um, me- different wordings from different... Uh, Transformers to make this kind of a last love letter to Chrome Dome. Yeah. And it's very powerful and very emotional and it's very awesome. Um, and, and it's really interesting to see what um, which characters that they used. Um, I think Optimus is the only one that's kind of out of place. Honestly, as far as just the, the, the art on him, I think he's the only one that's really out of place on the whole thing. Um, and the, the you know, he basically tells uh, Chrome Dome that the, the, the new institute was the old you, 
Um, uh, I mean, the, I mean, the message is very, very powerful, and it's very, very awesome, and it just you can see it getting to Chrome Dome. Um, and the very final thing is a picture of him and Rewind, and Rewind basically says that he loves him, and I, I mean, that's gotta that's really gotta kill him right there. But he understands that he has to keep Rewind's memory alive. That's what oh, makes this, this issue amazing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, that's why I was so shocked when I was reading later issues and getting up to issue 22 when we do uh, Remain in Light next time, and issue 22 was the entire film, or what footage Rewind had had at the time. Um... Still, not sure how the logistics of that were able to survive, but I'm still happy that they used it. Um, um, so, we get to the meta bay, and we see Ratchet and Tailgate trying to figure out if Ultra Magnus was taken or stolen or what, but he's just gone. Ultraman is just poof. Um, uh, and uh, we we get to the fact that um, uh, Tailgate says, "I take it you've looked underneath, or is that stupid?" Oh, Swerve's right. It does tingle. Ratchet, I'm sorry if I'm standing in the scanning field. I need you to, Ratchet, can you come here a minute? Tailgate has three days and just over ten hours to live. Um, and that's how we end this one. See, uh, again, again, the whole thing with Tailgate is he wasn't injured. He's dying for some other reason, and that's the mystery. Right. Why is yeah, he dying? I mean, yeah. Um, the, um, now in the trade is where we get to the, get to the cover gallery. Uh, was it issue 12 you mentioned the retail incentive cover? Uh -huh. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking at that now. That, uh, <laughs> is very cool. Isn't that the best cover ever? <laughs> yes. Um, and then issue 13, uh, 14... 15 and 16 are all robot heads, mm -hmm. which I really think are really cool. Um, I think one of them, I believe, is... I think the blue one is Magnus. The red one is obviously Rodimus. Uh, I'm not sure about the green one. The white one is Drift. Um, what's interesting here in the trade with... Uh, with uh, with comicsology is that they put um, they oh they put the short story in the trade that's right they put the um, uh, signal to noise they put the short story in the trade and it's, even though on comicsology you're not going to be able to read it that well but uh, it's it's very very interesting um, overall I love these issues I think they're great. Um, I think the book is moving along nicely. I haven't, 
I haven't lost interest in it. Um, and like we were saying earlier, there are so many characters to, you know, get attached to, to not get attached to, to like, to dislike, to, you know, all this and all that. Um, okay, outside of your main squeeze, who out of these four issues, who are two of your favorite characters? Um, well, I, I've always, I love Tailgate. Love him. Um, but I, I really love the relationship between uh, Chrome Dome and Rewind. Yeah, um, I do have to agree. Yeah, and uh, the characterization of Ultra Magnus as well. It's great. <laughs> I'm really digging sort of. Even though I bet in real life I wouldn't be able to tolerate somebody with his personality. Um, I I really like Swerve. Swerve is... he. Brings... Oh, everyone likes Swerve. He brings a fresh perspective and, and a fresh, like, that's a team-up I would love to see at some point. Swerve and Rung, because they are so two totally different personalities. Like, they are polar opposites. And I would love to see how they would be able to work together. Um, overall, for me, there are a bit of things in the trade. That there's a bit of art every now and then that I didn't really care for, but... Um, Overall, I'll I'll give all four um, four out of five stars. Uh, I I really dug the stories. Um, they flowed really well. Uh, there is the one issue with the with the whole time jumping thing that I didn't really care for, but it's not worth taking a point off. Um, what about you? Oh, I think this is probably some of the best storylines. I mean, people are still talking about these storylines uh, even two years after the fact, mm-hmm. or a year after the fact that the, this came out. Uh, we're still finding stuff from these five issues that are having an impact still with the story today. And I think that's awesome. Uh, James really knows how to... He really knows how to tell a story. He's a great storyteller. Um, I would say I, I'd even close to as five as you could get. I'd probably say four point five uh, with, hmm. with this trade. Amazing, amazing storylines. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, where can the people get in contact with you if they'd like to on the interwebs? <laughs> well, if you want to contact me, I'm Beatles Diva. Beatles like the band, not the bug. On uh, Twitter. Um, pretty much any Transformers uh, form, you can find me under Hailstorm. So <laughs> there you go. You can awesome. find me there. Uh, and I believe Nicole will be back with me next time uh, when we do uh, Remain in Light. Right. Uh, so that's that's going to be interesting because that storyline... <laughs> that storyline has all sorts of creepy in it. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, it's good stuff, but um, poor Ratchet. <laughs> I love it. Poor, poor Ratchet. His his nemesis is is coming back. That's what makes it good. <laughs> All right, make your great escape into comics, and we will catch you next time. Aloha. You've just heard the latest episode of the Pullback. The GCRN's Comic Review and Discussion Podcast. There are several ways to get in touch with us and leave feedback for the show. You can visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can comment on the episode in all of our different podcasts. 
You can rate our show on iTunes. Be sure to leave us feedback. Call the voicemail line, 502-526-5821. Please remember to tell us the show you are leaving the message for, and your name. Become a fan of us on Facebook by searching GeekCast Radio Network. Send us an email feedback at geekcastradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at Geekcast Radio. So until next time, make your great escape into comics and unleash the geek in you.